0: the hammer
1: and nigel show my name is nigel Jason hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline one half of the chicks on the right program mock joins us and mock i know it's a somber day for america today i know you've been taking this very hard i'm surprised you even were able to muster up the courage to speak with us because mike pence's presidential campaign has come to an end
2: (laughs) I have been grieving all weekend. <laughs> <since. laughs> well, I, you listen. I'm I'm proud of him actually because there are other people that are still in this race that I cannot understand why they haven't reached the same conclusion that Mike Pence did. But good on him for for reading the room.
0: I believe you're talking about Chris Christie. Probably is the uh, other guy that yeah. has no
1: business being out
0: there.
2: Has Asa Hutchinson dropped out?
1: who yeah exactly doug you know you're telling me that doug made it further than mike pence did
2: (laughs) right i mean it just doesn't make any sense that there are still so many people in and you would think that like they would get the hint when they're not even eligible for the next debate that this would be a sign and i i just can't believe that more of them aren't dropping out
0: does your boy ron DeSantis, governor of florida does he have a puncher's chance in beating Donald Trump in the GOP primary?
2: It's, I mean, if, if polls are to be believed, then no. Yeah. Um, but I would love to believe that the polls are wrong and that once more people drop out, that it'll seriously become a two-man race and then we'll see. I don't know. It, you know I, I, I'm kind of in the state where I just can't believe that we're letting such a good thing go to waste. Um, and we are. I mean, as a country, the, the country just seems hell bent on on making a, another another Trump presidency happen. And they don't care that he's 80. They don't care that we've got like a really solid choice in Ron DeSantis. They just they want Trump back. And I I don't I I don't understand it. But there's nothing I can do to change it.
1: It feels like. After New Hampshire is kind of that line in the sand, right? Because Iowa's always been kind of quirky. Even if you lose Iowa, it's not the end of the world. There's a lot of people that went on to be the nominee that lost Iowa. Yeah. But after New Hampshire, if you're getting your brakes beaten off, if you're Ramaswamy, if you're Tim Scott, if you're Nikki Haley, or even Ron DeSantis, after two primaries and you're getting your doors blown off, that's ball game, right?
2: I think so. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how else to interpret it. Like, if if the country, if that doesn't send a message to these other candidates that it's time to get out, I don't know what else will. Especially when you look at a South Carolina, when we've got two contenders from there. Like, if you're, if you, if, if Nikki Haley, for example, does better than Tim Scott, at that point, Tim's got to get out, right? Like, there's no point in staying in. When your own state is saying, no, this is not your time, you, you got to get out.
1: Now, it's not going to be Mike Pence. There's a lot of bad blood there, but is there anybody in this mix of current candidates that you could see as a possible running mate with Donald Trump? Uh, would it even make a difference, or is he best going with Christy Nome or somebody like that?
2: Well, I would hope that—I don't know about the current crop. Like, I'm not seeing— I, I, I just don't think Nikki wants that. I don't think she's interested in a VP position. I just don't think that's her. I would love to, for just selfish reasons. I would love to see Trump choose somebody like a Christy Nome over somebody like a Carrie Lake, who I just think is, yeah. is too much like him to try to entice any independents uh, to coming over to that ticket. Or, you know, God forbid, somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene. That would be the worst mistake he could make. It's got to be somebody that can balance him out to some degree.
0: Yeah, Trump and Tim Scott, I think, would be incredible.
2: Yeah, that would be nice. That'd be a good ticket.
1: So as Mike Pence rides off into the sunset, it looks like there's going to be another challenger to Joe Biden. Now, As of right now, we're not talking about Gavin Newsom because he's too busy plowing over young children on a basketball court in China. We're not talking about Michelle Obama, who the tinfoil hat theory is. They're going to roll her out right before the convention. But there's some representative from Minnesota that said, you know what? I'm in it. I am competing. I want to try to primary Joe Biden. Dean Phillips, I believe, is his name.
2: Yes, Dean Phillips. And it's so funny because you cannot – he did a bunch of interviews where he's talking about this, and he wants to say, look at me, look at me, I'm running for president, and I'm going to be so awesome. But the second that he's questioned about – whether what he has a problem with with joe biden he won't say so he actually said to kristen welker in an interview well i'm not running against joe biden i'm just <laughs> running for president And she to say to him, do you understand that that is the same thing like he just he won't he can't bear to actually admit that he has any issues with joe biden's policies he would copy everything he's doing and, and then some But he still, I think for him, he wants to harp on the age thing, which I don't disagree. I mean, I think two 80-year-old candidates is a terrible thing for America. But that seems to be the direction we're headed. And that seems to be his only argument for why he should be the nominee.
1: But let's be real here. Gavin Newsom is running for president. He just hasn't announced it yet. This has been a shadow campaign (laughs) for a long-ass time.
2: I totally agree with you, and I don't exactly know what the mechanics are going to be to get him to be the nominee, but I suspect that there's going to be some kind of Hanky panky at the convention and that that is going to be ultimately I think that's going to be when you see a Gavin Newsom rise, because, you know, so far, he's just absolutely denied unequivocally that he's running. He's just like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm 100 percent behind Joe Biden. But then every action that he takes seems to Contradict like that. The fact that he's going to have a debate with DeSantis. Right. The fact yeah. that he went over and met with President Xi. I mean, come on. He wants this bad. And I think somehow, I don't know how, but I think somehow the Democrats are going to make it happen.
1: Chatting with Mock from the Chicks on the Right program here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Turning our attention to the war in Israel. Why don't the college kids on these campuses and really even the mainstream national media in this country ever complain about Hamas not taking care of their people and not passing out humanitarian aid. Because it looks like there's an awful lot of sympathizers for the Palestinians, for Hamas in this country, but that's one of the arguments that I never hear. For a group that gets a lot of humanitarian aid, how come they never pass any of it out
2: Right. I mean, President this is Hamas. The exact same question. Yeah, this is the same question that we asked on our show this morning because it's it's actually kind of terrifying to see the number of people that are out on the streets and on college campuses oh, protesting on behalf of this idea of freeing Palestine, but no one is ever saying free Palestine from Hamas. Yes, Because if they right. were, I would I would actually be happy to join them in the streets. But but the fact that they're out there and they're protesting to they're protesting against Israel is just mind-numbingly stupid, and it shows how lost and broken our entire education system is. Well, mock, these, these are the same college morons,
1: kids. These are the same college kids that are organizing gays for Hamas. They want a pride <laughs> rally in Palestine. I'm like, who no. wants to tell these morons?
2: I know, right? I mean, they're just so lost and so uninformed. And so many of them, you can just... I've seen some, you know, those man-on-the-street kind of interviews where they're trying to talk to these people, and they have absolutely no idea why they're there. They don't know anything about the history. They're just there because they're absolute sheep. and And it's just super unfortunate that there's so many. I mean, you probably saw... Uh, Grand Central Station get completely overrun yeah. with all of their matching T-shirts, which makes you wonder, like, who's who's funding these morons? And then the same was true, like, the Brooklyn Bridge got shut down over the weekend. Like, London, the streets of London are absolutely full of these maniacs. That
0: was That was the London crazy. thing. The London thing was, I mean, tens of thousands of people. That was pretty yeah. terrifying.
2: Right? And, and people should look at that and really be fearful. And then you saw what happened at the Russian airport, right? Like, there was legit yeah. psycho Muslims who were Jew hunting at the airport. It was so surreal to think that this is happening today. It's like, right. did we learn nothing
1: And the New York Times has a story, and I think you guys shared this as well, that Hamas has stored up in all their tunnels that they've got underground, three to four months worth of fighting materials, ammo, rockets, explosives, water, food, medicine. Fuel. Fuel. Once this ground invasion starts from Israel- Will the Palestinian people have those same luxuries? Because an awful lot of money is coming in to Palestine. I have a hard time believing that the Palestinian people are going to have the same level of supplies ready.
2: Well, of course they won't, because if they were going to, they would have over these past 10 years that Hamas, or probably longer, that Hamas has been building their underground network of tunnels and and being able to hide supplies, hide hostages, hide themselves, frankly. And so you, that, that's, again, it goes back to what are these protesters actually asking about? Because Israel has not been in Palestine since like 2007, so, or even earlier than that. So if they want to talk about who's occupying them, who's occupying all of their necessary supplies, it's Hamas. And to think about where they're located and what an absolutely like what a what a they're they're so missing out on an opportunity to have a lively, vibrant on the beach location. You yeah. could have a completely thriving Uh, country and they just they they won't because they they're led by hate and their hate is the only thing that is driving them nothing else drives them it's just hate for Israel
0: from the river to the sea Palestine must be free or something to that effect that means Israeli genocide is what that saying right. means because from the river to the sea well what's in between there israel
2: <laughs> exactly yeah. and so you ask israel do you you know is this a fight over land and israel's like we don't want this place yeah no. we're the- just trying to the reason for the blockade is to keep them out their terrorists out of israel from doing the kind of carnage that we saw on october 7th and so people that are complaining about an Israeli blockade, don't realize that the the Hamas rockets are still firing off constantly. They're still attacking Israel even today. So it's not like Israel came after or wanted this war in any way. They are simply defending their own people.
1: One half of the Chicks on the Right, mock. check out their work, chicksontheright.com. On social media, look for the Chicks on the Right. mock Arena, you are the best. Thank you. Thank you, guys.